Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast. I hope you're doing well. I'm really looking forward to talking to you today, and I'm sure it's going to be a great episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And hey, just as a reminder, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you like what you heard, feel free to share this with your friends and family, and make sure you send me a message. Let me know what you thought. Make sure you you let me know if there's something I could have done better or something you'd like to hear me talk about. If something stuck out and you really appreciated it, let me know that as well. You can find me on Facebook, Kevin Blaney. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm all over the place, but hey, reach out to me. Send me a text. Give me a phone call. I'd love to hear from you. Guys, let's get on with the show. Welcome back, everyone. Glad to be with you. Thanks for stopping by. Hope you're doing well. Just made it back this evening from uh, spending some time with a friend of mine down at the Mannington Fair. Had a good time. Watched uh, some motorcycle and ATV drag races. Got to watch some uh, heavy horse pulling and um, enjoyed some Demas steak hoagies down there. So it was a good time. Uh, I wanted to talk about the election, the 2020 election. And one of the reasons I decided to do this was my friend Kyle that met me there was wearing a shirt that kind of got me thinking. He was wearing his 2020 shirt. It was, uh, you know, Trump, Pence, 2020. And, you know, looking back at the election, I was pretty upset that night. I was looking for, and I know people on the left are going to be celebrating this, and they can. They can celebrate all they want to. Um, But I was looking forward to not only a victory, but a very strong victory. And let me give you a few reasons why. Because I I felt that way for a reason. You know, our country was on the brink of of a serious depression. People can say that George Bush ran the the country into the ground, and that's not true. Uh, If you actually look back, and I remember this pretty well, if you actually look back at who was in charge in uh, 2006... Nancy Pelosi was in power in the House in 2006, unless I'm gravely mistaken. And who runs through legislation? Who passes laws and spending? It's the House of Representatives. Spending originates in Congress, not in the White House. Now, to President Bush's uh, demise or to his... I guess to his unfortune, he spent like a drunken liberal. I mean, he spent money left and right, and I'm not giving him a pass on that. I'm not giving Trump a pass on the money that he spent that should not have been spent. You know, we have a ton of people who really believe that if we just spend more money on what they call infrastructure uh, projects, which essentially are just kickbacks for people who, you know, gave to their campaign, contributed to their campaign. If you remember back, Obama said we were going to have these shovel-ready jobs, and we found out those shovel-ready jobs really weren't all that shovel-ready. You know, we found out that essentially it was just kickbacks for people who contributed to their, uh, you know, to their campaigns. But for some reason, they believe that if we, if we spend more and spend more, they act like it's an investment. Now, You can invest in your city, quote unquote, by, you know, clean the streets, uh, take care of 
uh, of the grounds around the area. The, you know, you don't want animals running up onto the interstate and causing problems. You don't want horrible roads that cause damage to vehicles and make it unsafe for tractor trailers to navigate through your state or commerce to be hampered in any way. Sure, there are ways in which we can make things better for businesses, but it is not the government's job to create jobs. That's not what they're there for. The government's job is to stay out of the way and to allow a level playing field for everybody. It's the free market's job to create jobs. That's what it does. Now, the job of a company, because this is what people don't understand. People think that the job of a company is to provide jobs to people. And that is not what they're there for. The job of a company is to make a product. It is to make a, uh, to provide a service. And it is to use those products or services to make a profit for the owner and for the, uh, essentially for the shareholders. That is the goal. If one person could start a business and make an unlimited amount of money, I know it's not truly unlimited, but if they could start a business and grow it to a billion, multi-billion dollar business on their own, then they would. Why would you want to have multiple people that you have to share the profits with? You wouldn't, right? You would do it all on your own if you could. The reason why jobs are there is because it's not easy for one person to do all of those things. It's not easy for one person to keep a schedule so that they can meet people and so they can make appointments. It's not easy for one person to worry about, uh, you know, paying the bills, keeping the lights on, uh, keeping the floor clean, all these things that we don't even think about, you know, that go into business. For some reason, people are confused and they think that it's the government's job to create jobs, that it's the government's job to make wise investments in the cut. That's and that's not the case. You know, and I've, I've had some people, good people, I'm not I'm not attacking them at all, but I've heard different people over the course of my life say, well, we're upset at government, but who's government? Government's the people. No, it's not. Yes, small government is the people. If you are here in Fairmont and you join city council and you don't like what the city of Fairmont's doing, then you go to the city council and you talk to those people and you make them understand what your beliefs are. You go to the state, you go and you see the delegates and you talk to them about what you appreciate and what you don't. Sure, that can be done. But whenever you're talking about the federal government, when you're talking about people like Boehner, John Boehner, who the way I understand is a lobbyist for the tobacco industry. We have all these people who serve in government. And let's not forget when they run for Congress, when they run for any of these positions, they are doing that and spending loads of money to get there. Now, let me ask you a question. Why would someone spend multi millions of dollars to become speaker of the house? Why would you invest that kind of money on your own? You know, these people invest tons of money to get elected. Yeah, they're spending money that's in super PACs that, that you know, they're coordinating with. That they're not, by the way. You're not supposed to coordinate with super PACs, but it happens. Um, that's one of the things a lot of people don't understand how, how ridiculous things are. How ridiculous these elections are. If you look at a super PAC, a political action committee, it's essentially a group of people who are not supposed to be associated with a candidate. Now, they can use that money any way they want to to help the candidate that they like, but they're not supposed to be coordinated and working with, colluding with, for those of you who love that word, colluding, 
collusion, colluding. They're not supposed to collude and work with and associate with each other, but they do. And the way that they do it is it's people from the campaign that go to run those political action committees. And it's done on both the, the conservative or the Republican and the Democrat side. Should it be? No, it should not be done. It should not be allowed. But that's just the way things are. However, when we start looking at things, when we start looking at the way things actually are compared to the way people think that they are or the way people wish that they were, we find out that things are much, much worse off. So going back to how I started this episode, I was looking forward to this Trump win. Like I said, looking back at how things were going, uh, you know, Trump had taken a country that was, you know, we were really not doing all that well. Uh, if you remember, I believe Biden said, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Just wave a magic wand? How am I going to get these jobs back? How are we going to get manufacturing back? How are we going to be self-sufficient on oil? All these things. He pretty much said, what do you want me to just wave a magic wand? Well, Trump did. Um, you know, what you need to do is forget, forget the idea that government solves all of our problems and look back at what has actually worked. We have people talking about we need to pay higher taxes. We have people talking about those who are rich don't pay their fair share. We have people here in Fairmont, mind you, this Fairmont community or whatever it is on Facebook, you have people complaining, saying, well, I don't make enough money. Well, you're not working very much. You know, if if you say that you're broke, you should never be working less than 60 hours a week. That's just all there is to it. Do not work less than 60 hours a week and tell me you're broke. If you're not working 60 hours a week, you should not be complaining. That's all there is to it. We have people who want more money for doing less work, for having less responsibilities, for doing less, for contributing less, for being less of a, of a, you know, of a, a productive person in society. And it's, it's ridiculous. It should not be. I keep going away and I apologize, but I keep going away from what I'm trying to say. So let me kind of go back here before I get off on a, another tangent. I wanted Trump in that White House, not because of what he said, not because of how he said it. Although I will say this very quickly. There is almost nothing that Trump has said that I haven't agreed with. Did I agree with the way in which he said it? Sometimes not. Sometimes I did. You know, sometimes if you have a bully that comes up to you and picks on you, sometimes you need to punch that bully right square in the nose as hard as you can. If they're picking on you, if they're tripping you, if they're, you know, you look at these kids. There was a story I heard the other day of a kid. Uh, this this man, it was like 30 years later, he uh, confronted the person who did this to him. But they said that they, you know, stuck his head in a, in a commode and he's laying on the on the wet floor there, you know, just tore up from how they beat him up. You know, you look at somebody like that, you look at a bully that does that cook it to a kid, that bully needs his nose broken, not just punched. He needs his nose broken. He needs that kid that's being picked on. That kid needs to have the ability, the knowledge, the skill to absolutely tear into that bully because that's what the bully deserves. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about Trump. I read the book that Trump's son, I believe it's a uh, Donald Trump Jr. had written, and he said that we are a family of counterpunchers. And you need to pay attention to what he said. They're counterpunchers. That means whenever they get hit, whenever they get poked in the in the stomach, they punch you in the face. That's what they do. Now, the fact of the matter is, if you didn't want to be 
punched in the face, you shouldn't poke him in the stomach. You know, you don't go over to a bear in the middle of the woods and start prodding it with a stick and then get upset whenever it kills you or yeah, yeah. Get upset whenever it kills you or get upset whenever it maims you or whenever it attacks you or charges you. You were the one who poked the bear. You were the one who was the instigator. And at that point, you get what you get. You know, I, like I said, I don't have a problem at all with the things that Trump said, because for the most part, I agree with just about everything he said. Some of these people in D.C. that you look up to, some of these people that you think are great people are not. I thought wrongly that Pence was a good guy. You know, I did appreciate the fact that he said that if there was a party going on somewhere that he would not be in a room with another woman that wasn't his wife. You know, I respect that. And I am able to say that. I am able to say that, you know, for the most part, it looked like Trump was a good or Trump. I'm sorry. It looked like uh, Obama was a good family man. Now, I don't agree with him letting his daughters go out and smoke weed and all those other things. I don't think he should be letting his daughters go out and party like he, you know, like he did. But be that as it may, I'm able to look at the other side and say there are things I like. There are things about that person that I like personally. I don't like their politics at all. But there are things I like personally about him. There are things about Trump that I don't like. You know, I, I think I think he does go over on the on the spray tan. He shouldn't do that. And really, the media shouldn't be, you know, trying to find the worst possible picture of him either. Uh, I think far too often the media is against uh, the president, President Trump or, or otherwise anyone who's a conservative they're against. But I wanted to do this podcast because it really pains me that there are so many reasons that Trump should have been reelected. And, and I'm not going to say he wasn't reelected. What I am going to say is if you go onto the internet, you can go to just about any page you want to here. And I looked up, let's just look up, um, you know, what happened, uh, on November the third election. Uh, and what you'll see is, you know, all of these, pages that are talking badly about Donald Trump. Well, you know, Donald Trump lost or, or Donald Trump was telling this and he was claiming this falsely. Why is it that all of these pieces that should be journalistic pieces that should be objective and should be looking at things from a balanced position are not, you know, you look at these things and it, it talks in a, such a slanted way. Um, you know, it, it really gets me that it happens that way, that everything has to have this slant to it. And it's always a left, a a leftist slant, you know, um, it's talking about, uh, you know, Trump promises an orderly transition, but we don't believe him. you know, uh, talking about is Trump going to, uh, is he going to cancel or postpone the election? Uh, does Trump have the power to delay it? Yeah. What what if Trump refuses to concede? You know, none of this, none of this is good. It's all against President Trump. And I will say, here we go. Oh, here's another one. NPR. NPR. If you honestly believe that NPR is anything other than a far left rag that should be completely and utterly destroyed and thrown into the annals of history, then I'm sorry, but you are sadly mistaken. NPR is a joke, and it is a sad fact of the matter that anyone gives money to this organization. Our government should not be funding, uh, funding it, funding it, and nor should anyone else. It's 
a joke. And if you look at most of the stuff that NPR puts out, it is atrocious. It is so far out on the left liberal side. It is anti-American. Frankly, it's anti-American. But here you go. Fact check. Trump falsely claims. So let's let's just click on this. I hate to give him credit. I hate to give him one click, but let's see this. Trump falsely claims that votes shouldn't be counted after election day. Falsely claims that they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be counted after election day. Look, let's be honest with ourselves. We have election night, not election week, not election month, not election year. The fact of the matter is we should be able, just like is the case with The Voice or Americans Got Talent or any other of these shows or the lottery. Heck, the lottery is even bigger. Why is it that we can't tell who is the elect, you know, who is the elected official that evening? There is not one reason on the face of this earth why we can't make sure that the election is right, legitimate, quick, accurate, effective, and efficient. It should be quick and easy. You go on your phone or whatever you, I don't care what it is. You put in your social security number and you could vote you know, right there. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, there, there are ways that we could do this and make it safe. We could do this by going into the polls like we should. If you are too stupid, and I use that word legitimately, I, I honestly mean, if you are too stupid to know where to go to vote, you shouldn't be voting. If you, in today's day and age, do not have the ability to call the library if you don't have the ability to walk to the library or to walk to the city council or to walk to uh, city hall, rather not city council to city hall or to a police building or whatever, if you don't have the ability to get on a computer or to talk to somebody or to go to the library and get on a computer, if you can't figure out in today's times in 2021, if you can't figure out where to go to vote when you know exactly for Two or three years out, you know exactly what day you're going to vote. If you can't figure out where to go to vote, you should not be voting because you're not smart enough. If you can't figure out how or where to go to get a license, a driver's license, or some form of ID, you should not be voting. If you get money from the government but you never pay in, if you don't contribute to society, and this is not me talking about people who are legitimately uh, disabled or, or things of that sort. You know, we have safety nets in this country because we do care about people who need a little bit of help. But that is, an, is another case. For the most part, anyone who is able-bodied and able to work should work. And if you don't, frankly, I don't think you should be able to vote. I really don't. If you are not a contributing member of society... And if you are more willing to stay home and do nothing and want money from the government, you shouldn't have a say. You know, why is it? Why is it that we allow people who are not citizens, we let people come across the border, we let people who come over here illegally get driver's licenses, like out in California, and then once they get a driver's license, now we're going to let them vote. If you are not a citizen, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. If you are here in this country and you do not help the country, if you are a leech on society and you have no desire to help or to assist, you shouldn't be able to decide which way the country goes. That's all there is to it. I should not be allowed to walk into, we'll say, Coca-Cola. Uh, you know, I have somebody at church that used to work for Coca-Cola. I should be not 
<laughs> I should be not. I should not be able to walk into Coca-Cola Bottling Company, wherever their headquarters is, and say, "Hey, um, you know, I want to sit on your board of directors. I want to make. Uh, I want to make." you know, my, my opinion known, and I want to vote on, uh, on what your company does, just like a shareholder does or, or a board member or the, I know I want to be, I want to be up with the chairman of the board. I want to make decisions. I want to be one of 20 people who make decisions with this company. They would laugh me out of the building because I have no right to be there. I didn't contribute. I didn't help that company grow. I didn't do anything to assist that company. Why in the world would I be allowed to go in there and to make decisions and to vote? It's the same way with this company, uh, with this country as with that company. If you are in this country and you don't want to, you know, to contribute to society, if you don't want to help, if you don't want to find something to be useful, you should not be able to vote. That is my opinion. Now, you can disagree with that if you want to. That's fine. I don't care. I think you're wrong and I don't care. Uh, you know, your opinion on that matter. I'm telling you the way that I feel. I feel that if you're an absentee landlord, essentially, you should not be allowed to be part of this uh, experience of, of voting for uh, a leader. If you are on the public dole, you should not be able to vote for yourself pay raises. In the same as in that same uh, token, if you're in Congress, you should not be allowed to vote yourself a pay raise. If the people want you to have more money, let the people vote because we're the one paying it. But if you're in Congress, you should not be able to vote yourself largesse from the from the Treasury of our government. And it's like I said, that is how I feel about people who vote. I don't think people who come here illegally should vote. And I don't think that people who came here illegally should ever be allowed to become citizens. I think if the first thing you did upon coming into this country was to break our laws, you should never be awarded citizenship. Never. I don't care how. I don't even care if you're offering to go into the services after you've gotten here illegally. In my mind, you were a criminal. You broke the law to get here. You tried to step past all these other people who are trying to do things the right way. You should never be awarded citizenship. And furthermore, for people who do get here and become citizens, they should not be allowed to elect their whole family to come here. We have this whole thing, and, and the term has not been used in a long time, so I'm going to bring it back. We should not be allowed to have these anchor babies, people who come here and have a child here. They're not citizens. Their parents are not citizens, but yet they come here and they drop this child off. They have a baby after they cross the border, and because that child was born here in the United States, someone with illegitimate and ridiculous thinking believes that that child should be awarded citizenship, and they do that because they claim that, you know, uh, well, this, this 14th Amendment or whatever is, uh, you know, we have these amendments that say that if you're born here, you should be a citizen. Do you not understand that was for the slaves? That was to allow the slaves who had been sent here by their own people, but had been sent here as slaves. They weren't sent here as citizens. They were sent here to work and to own nothing. That was given to them to become citizens. That was not given to people who broke into our country and came here just like a thief would come through the back door of your house. That was not the intention of that uh, amendment. And I, I probably got it wrong, 14th, 13th, 15th, whatever, it's right there. Um, you should not be allowed to just break into this country and, and, and have a baby and then, you know, Ichiwawa, drop a baby and, and that child's, a, you know, a citizen now. And that child or that citizen down the road can, can have their uh, family come here. This has nothing to do with nationality or or the color of their skin. I don't want uh, Canadians coming here illegally. I don't want 
uh, Hondurans coming here illegally. You know, there are great people down in Costa Rica. I saw some great people down there whenever I was on a mission trip. I don't want people from Costa Rica breaking into our country. I don't want people from China. I don't want people from anywhere breaking into our country illegally. I would love for them to come here. I would love for them to be American citizens. And I would love to, for them to be Americans. That's what I want. I want people to be Americans. If you're going to come here, follow the law, follow the rules. We have a process and order. Now, you might not like that. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't like. Like I said, I don't like the fact that people can vote. I don't like the fact that people can vote multiple times, which is illegal, by the way. I don't like the fact that some people will vote in Nevada and then they'll go down to Arizona and vote again or go to California and vote again. I don't like that. I don't think that should happen, but it does. And we have proof. I don't like that dead people, that people are using the, the names and the likeness of dead people to vote. That's not fair either. There are so many things I don't like. And going back to where I started this, I didn't like that Trump lost. And I still don't believe that he did. I do not believe, and you can call me a liar, you can say I'm an idiot, whatever, but you know what? The media was against Trump from the start. But I'll say this. I don't believe that a, I use the term man very loosely because anyone who rapes a woman or fondles children, I don't consider them a man. They might be a, a male, but I don't consider them a man. A man wouldn't do that. But you look at what Biden has done with these children and, and these claims of rape. And, hey, if we're going to be uh, guilty until proven innocent, like they want to do with Trump and everybody else, then if the shoe fits, let's do it for Biden, too. But, you know, Biden was a failed, uh, you know, candidate for the presidency. He tried to run for president, I believe, twice and failed miserably both times. Speaking of miserable, Kamala Harris couldn't even make it through the primaries. But somehow... The two of them together, so, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, but somehow they did. Somehow they got supposedly 80 million votes. Yeah, if that makes sense to you, uh, I, I sure wish you could explain it to me because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't get that. I don't see how two extremely unpopular people could get 80 million votes. <coughs> so, you know... It is what it is, as somebody I uh, used to spend time with used to say, it is what it is. What we have is we have uh, people out there who are uh, who vote for a living uh, rather than work for a living. We have rent mobs and you could see them all over the streets uh, last year and the year before. They were out burning their own cities down. They were, you know, killing their own, uh, killing their own kind of people like they do up in Chicago. Black people shooting black people. Uh, spraying bullets all out through the uh, all throughout the sky and killing little kids, shooting through cars, drive-bys and hitting little kids. I mean, ridiculous stuff that we don't even see over in war zones. And we have people here doing that. Those are the kind of people that the left has has engaged. Those are the kind of people that they have filling out ballots and saying, "I'm in." We have the left that's so excited with this SB one. They are doing their best to make it to where they can get you know, elected in perpetuity. We want to put drop boxes out in the middle of the uh, middle of the sidewalk. So people can just randomly fill out these ballots and drop them in there. We want people to be able to stay home and send these ballots in without any proof of who they are or if they have the right to vote, if they're even a citizen, we have people out there who are carrying in these, you know, these uh, ballots that only have a president chosen on there. It, it would just say Biden. It wouldn't, 
It wouldn't be for any other candidate. You know, you have a whole slate of people who could be elected. And what do these people do? Yeah, let's just vote for the president and then then I won't put anything else down. I'll walk into that poll uh, and I will put down just the president and I won't worry about all these other positions that are open. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe people would wait in line just to pick the president and then not care about the people down ballot? At the very least, they would fill in most of the, you know, most of the people would at least fill in the party that they align with uh, for the most part. I'm telling you, there are so many things about this that don't seem right. And I think the problem that Trump had, whether people like it or not, the fact of the matter is, and it's a shame, I think Trump underestimated just how powerful the media is. You know, he attacked them every day during his presidency. And I tell you what, I couldn't be happier for it. But now you look at what these people do, everything, you know, they're talking about how bad of a person he was and, and, uh, you know, what, how he's incorrect and how he's false and all this. The man was about as honest as I've ever seen as far as presidency, as far as the presidency goes. He was by far the most conservative president of my lifetime. Like I said, you might not like what he said, but for the most part, everything he said turned out to be true. And now we're looking back at what the left did, what the FBI did, the CIA, these people who were, you know, spying on his campaign. If the shoe was on the other foot, the left would be up in arms. But because it's not about them, they don't care. And the fact of the matter is we look at what Hunter got away with. We look at what uh, Hillary Clinton got away with. If the left did a quarter of what the right, uh, if the right did a quarter of what the left did, they would be up in arms and we would never hear the end of it. But you know what? Because these media uh, entities are are for those people on the left, you're never going to hear anything about it. They don't care. Well, there we go, guys. I wasted another 30 minutes. So I hope you're uh, doing well. Looking forward to getting started with school on Monday. And uh, we're going to get things going here. So, guys, thanks for stopping by. And, uh, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know uh, if you enjoyed this episode. Drop me a line. Let me know if there's something I could do better. Let me know as well. I would like to keep improving these for you guys. So have a listen. Share this podcast with your friends. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Take care, guys.